Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Today for the meditation of scriptures, let us open the Bible to Psalm 119 and let us uh, meditate upon the portions of scriptures from 121 verse to 128 and 129 to 136. If you look at 121 to 128, it is written Ayin there and the overall theme of that portion of the scripture refers to a prayer that the psalmist is making before God for God's justice to prevail against the various people who are the oppressors. If you look at the social condition of Israel during the time of the psalmist, during the time when Psalm 119 was written, we know that there were many people who were the judges and very prominent people in Israel who were oppressing the lower people and the people who did not have wealth, did not have social status, etc. We see that the marginalized were oppressed and that was the state against which the psalmist is praying to God for the justice of God to prevail. The psalmist himself is a person of a prominent position, but he is a man driven by the principles of God and he wants really the kingdom of God to reign on earth in the realm of Israel. He wants the will of God to be done. And as a result of that, he is crying out when he sees all the oppression that is happening. He himself is being oppressed here. And we see that in verse 121 to 124, he actually cries out to God and says, I have done what is just and right. Do not leave me to my oppressors. Give your servant a pledge of good. Let not the insolent oppress me. My eyes long for your salvation and for the fulfillment of your righteous promise. When we look at our own lives, very often we go through periods where we feel that there are many people who are trying to oppress us. Although we have done that which is right and just, we still have that kind of an enemy oppression that is happening. Why do the people oppress others? Here we are faced with the reality of sin and injustice in the life of the whole earth. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God and there is none that are righteous, not one. That is what the word of God reminds us. And the psalmist is in a state where he is being oppressed by many people and he doesn't want the oppressors to go scot-free. He wants to pray that God will intervene and he will execute the justice. The psalmist says here, I am innocent. I have done that which is just and right. Do not leave me to the will of my oppressors. That's what he prays to God. In verse 122 he says, Give your servant a pledge of good. Let not the insolent people oppress me. What is this pledge of good? The pledge of good is the realization or the promise that comes from God saying that I have a will and a desire and a project for you and that is for your good. If you look at Jeremiah chapter 29 verse 11, we see, that God's plan for the beloved ones is not to destroy them. His faithful people will not be put to shame. God's plan is for blessing them with divine favor. The psalmist cries out to God and asks him, Lord, give me a promise that I will be able to survive this difficult time of my life. In verse 123, he says, My eyes long for your salvation and deliverance and for the fulfillment of your righteous promise. Today, always when we are oppressed, we look for the promises that God has made to us in the past so that we will be encouraged during the times of our difficulty. That is something that will give hope and faith in our hearts so that we will be able to wait upon the Lord and long for his promise to come to fulfillment. During the time of his trouble, however, the servant of God 
is not idle but rather he asks god to deal with him according to the steadfast love of god and to instruct him and to give him insight in verse 124 to 125 the prayer that the samus makes is that the lord will give him spiritual insight that he will be able to remain faithful and strong during the times that the enemies are oppressing him he says deal with your servant according to your steadfast love and teach me your statutes i am your servant give me understanding that i may know your testimonies every trial that a person of god goes through is for the purification and for the strengthening of the inner man and the psalmist has come to that realization so he asked god to teach him and train him during this period so that he will emerge out of the period of trial victoriously and stronger and more on fire for the lord the psalmist also reiterates that he himself is unable to find that insight on his own and god has to open his spiritual eyes and teach him so that he will be getting that spiritual understanding and wisdom in verses 126 to 128 we see that the psalmist is praying to god for his justice to intervene in the life situation of the people of israel we see here the psalmist says it is time for the lord to act for your law has been broken therefore i love your commandments above gold above fine gold therefore i consider all your precepts to be right i hate every false way the psalmist is living in a time when the law of the lord has been broken in the land the justice has been perverted the judges and the ministers and the people have gone corrupted even the corruption has gone into the royal ranks and we see that the psalmist is crying out to god for his intervention he says lord it is time for you to act for your law has been desecrated it has been broken in our life also we understand that often when we behold injustice and oppression and all those bad things that are happening around us in the world it creates in us a desire for the righteousness of god to come here for the peace of god to reign over the earth for the justice to come and prevail here on this earth and that is god's design for some of the evil that is happening around us in the world the righteous people seeing the evil that is around them have got a renewed zeal for themselves to remain more righteous and more pure and more holy before god the psalmist says here therefore because i see that your law has been broken therefore i love your commandments even more than before i love your commandments above gold above fine gold the irony here is when he looks at the various people who are the perverted judges the people who are perverting justice he sees in them a disregard for the word of god and the commandments of god and he sees in their eyes a desire for gold and a desire for filthy lucre they are perverting justice after having taken some amount from some people and the same says in that situation those people may have found some joy in the gold that they received as bribes but i have found something that is better than fine gold and that is the commandments of the lord and i love those commandments and that causes me to stay on the true path and not to turn aside from the real path that god has chosen he says in verse 128 therefore i consider all your precepts to be right i hate every false way Dearly beloved Satan has a way of placing many false ways and choices before us but he that is belonging to God will 
eventually choose that which is righteous, that which is right before God, because he is driven by a love for God and a fear of the Lord. And that is the message that the psalmist wants us to remember. Even during the times of oppression, during the times of spiritual darkness, the light that God has given us will shine forth even more and illuminate the people who are around us so that they will be able to see that there is a remnant who is obedient to the word of God, those who are faithful to the word of God. We now turn to the next section of the psalm, that is verses 129 to 136, which is called Pay in the Hebrew Bible. And we see here, the psalmist has really expressed the love that he has for the word of God. Indeed, he seems to be a man of God who is delighting in the wonderful words of life. In verse 129, the psalmist says, Your testimonies are wonderful, therefore my soul keeps them. Here is a man who is in love with the word of God. He looks at the word of God, he reads the word of God and he is wonderstruck by it. Every time he reads the word of God, that wonder grips him and that wonder doesn't leave him as a disobedient person. It provokes him to obey the word of God. He says that therefore, because your testimonies are wonderful, therefore my soul keeps them. What is the point of looking at the Bible, seeing the great and marvelous things that are written there, being wonderstruck by them, if you walk away from the Bible without obeying a single word that is mentioned there? The words of life are given to us so that we will be able to keep them, to obey them. And when we obey, God reveals a greater path for us and leads us into a greater revelation of himself. And he sees here in verse 130, the unfolding of your words gives light. It imparts understanding to the simple. This unfolding of the word is almost like a, pet, a flower that is full of petals. We start unfolding the petals and we realize more of the beauty that is hidden inside the flower. The unfolding of the scriptures means there are multiple levels of understanding that a person can come to when he looks at the word of God. And it is progressive in nature as well. You read the word of God today and you read the same passage after a year. Sometimes God will speak to us even in greater depths after that one year experience. When we progress with the word of God over a lifetime period of time, every day when we are faithfully obeying the word of God, when we are reading the word of God, when we are meditating upon the scriptures, the scriptures deepen with the study that we, the time that we spend studying it. And it is a profitable exercise. It's just because we have read the Bible once uh, from cover to cover doesn't mean that it is not profitable to read it once again. Here is the words of God, the word of God, which will speak to us with renewed vigor, speak to us with freshness. However old we become, the Bible is always relevant to us. It was as relevant to us as on the day it was written. It doesn't become out of fashion. It doesn't become out of date. It can maintain that freshness for the person who meditates upon it day and night. And here the psalmist says, the unfolding of your words give light. It gives understanding to the simple. It says it imparts understanding to the simple. Impartation is a gracious act of God with which he opens the heart of the simple-minded person, a person who approaches God and his word with the heart attitude of a child. Jesus said, be like little children, come to me like little children, not like learned adults, because we have to come to God in a teachable and innocent manner. When we come before him, he opens our understanding, he unfolds the meaning of the scriptures, he gives light to our hearts and he gives understanding to the simple. Here he says in verse 131, after having been illuminated, after having wondered at the word of God, he says, I open my mouth and pant because I long for your commandments. 
here is the man of god who is thirsty and hungry for more of god he is thirsty and hungry for more of the word of god he opens his mouth and pants because he is longing for the commandments of god verse 132 says turn to me and be gracious to me as is your way with those who love your name the psalmist is a man of god who loves the name of the lord he understands the names of god are the titles of god that god graciously revealed to normal ordinary human beings during the times of crisis in their life and that revelation is imparted to us in the word of god and when we understand the names of god the titles of god we, in our life situations we also get ministered to by the very name of god that god revealed to abraham to isaac to gideon to moses and all the other saints of god and that is what the psalmist says here turn to me and be gracious to me as you have been gracious to those who love your name and verse 133 says keep steady my steps according to your promise let no iniquity get dominion over me here is a man of god who is asking god for a victorious walk before him he says give me stability in my steps according to your promise let no sin have dominion over me if the old testament man of god prayed to god that no iniquity should get dominion over him the word of god comes to us in the new testament and it says their sin shall not have dominion over you what the old testament saint of god yearned for and prayed to god we have received in the new covenant promises of god where god says no sin shall have dominion over you we have got victory because victory was won on the cross at calvary and the next verse the psalmist says redeem me from man's oppression that i may keep your precepts he prays to god for redemption from the oppression of man so that he will be given that extra freedom in his spirit in order to keep and obey the commands of god that he may keep the precepts of god after having been redeemed from man's oppression the psalmist in verse 135 he comes to god and he says make your face shine upon your servant and teach me your statutes he is asking god for the divine favor making the face shine upon was an expression of divine favor god's face when it shines upon us we are filled with the favor of god and the the blessing of god comes into our life and he enables the works of our hands his divine favor gives us freedom from persecution of, of the enemies it gives us boldness in order to face the challenges of life and the favor of god is what every child of god needs and the psalmist says make your face to shine upon your servant and teach me your statutes what is the greatest favor that god has shown to us he has opened our understanding to understand the word of god he has taught us he has given us the best teacher the very person who wrote down the scriptures the holy spirit who inspired the word of god is there in us and he is teaching us as we read the word of god he will illuminate the portions of scripture which he wants to talk to us and he will speak to us in a fresh manner from the word of god he will give us the holy counsel that god wants us to understand so that we will be preserved in the life that he has kept for us so that we will be able to make the right choices in the right manner that god desires for us finally the psalmist says in verse 136 my eyes shed streams of tears because people do not keep your law the word of god reminds us that it is blessed to mourn 
the people who mourn before the lord shall be comforted there are many reasons why one may mourn before the lord one of the reasons is when we see the unrighteousness that is there in the world the iniquity that is there in the world the lawlessness that may be there in many people when we are provoked to tears because of that when we cry out to god for that it is a biblical prayer and god answers our prayers when we shed streams of tears because of the uh, disobedience of the others god blesses us and god may even provoke such a person the other people who are currently the the law breakers they may be provoked into repentance because of the tears that you have shed for them that is the grace that god shows to us in this beautiful psalm in this portion of the psalm we see that the psalmist starts with a holy wonder at the word of god then his heart is illuminated to understand the word of god then he hungers and thirsts for righteousness and the word of god then he walks in victory then he is redeemed by god then the favor of god comes on him the result of that divine favor is a tender heart that cries out to god for the reign of god to come on earth so that the people who are currently working the unrighteousness will turn and turn back to god and be restored back into fellowship with him this is the message that this portion of the scriptures wants to tell us may the lord bless us through the meditation of these scriptures